okay, I feel like I kind of know what's up, and I have no idea who Carrie Hilson is. Oh, this is, well, there's an education for you, my Yeah, friend. make me gay, Ajanas, bring it. Uh, her name is Carrie. She's so very fly, oh my, it's a little bit scary. Boys want to marry, looking at her dairy. Air, you can stare, but if you touch it, she gonna bury. Pretty as a pitcher, sweet as a swisher. Mad, because the other girls think that she's cuter than the, no, no, I'm, I messed up the uh, the grammar on that sentence, but she's cute. That's the, that's that sentence. Was that Emily Dickinson? That's, those are the lyrics of Pretty Girl Rock. I did not look that up. I remember. Oh, it. that's Carrie Hilson. That's Carrie Hilson. Okay, I'm so sorry. I was, I, <laughs> I think <laughs> it was poetry. Acquaintance Beaver. God, hi, I'm Trevor Campbell, and this is You Made Me Queer, the show where queer people wait till it gets dark and then paint all of the lyrics to Fiona Apple's Criminal on your garage door. That's right. Every episode, I invite a fantastic 2S LGBTQIA plus guest to point the finger of blame at who and or what made them queer. Happy New Year. That's why I started with a taste of jazz a standard an old song to celebrate the end of trash and the arrival of uh, new fresher trash i'm so very excited to be back for the second half of the second season of you made me queer voted the number one podcast by the bus drivers of the nfta metro serving beautiful buffalo new york I'm just kidding, although I do love a Buffalo bus route, if you know me well, and that's a story for another time. But you know what did actually happen? Not that vote. You Made Me Queer was selected as part of the opening act program in the 2022 Hot Docs Podcast Festival. Thank you so much to everyone at Hot Docs. God knows I've always loved Hot Docs, a Toronto and a national and beyond legend. Uh, thank you for believing in the show despite my egregious vocal fry and honestly lazy intonation. Uh, you can buy a pass for the digital festival at hotdocs.ca. Of course, in this year of our epidemiological frenzy, everything is online. So you can check that out. Our show, my show, by myself, will be featured as the opening act to full release live with Samantha B. Yes, that's right. Comedy queen Samantha B, y'all. Who wears a blazer with more authority? No one. No one. Ask around. Again, you can see the full festival programming for Hot Docs Podcast Festival and buy your pass at hotdocs.ca. And a quick note about today's podcast. Listen, we're friends. Some of you have been here since the beginning. Maybe you just waffled in, and to you I say, good day. <laughs> but you should know a lot is changing in my life right now. I am changing jobs. I am moving again. This is like my third move during uh, COVID, which is great. 
But another way to look at it is I am blossoming uh, out of the praying mantis-like wax cylinder previously known as my human form, which is all to say uh, this podcast studio, which I record in, is in major flux. And so my audio for today's interview is... uh, it's not great. It's not great. I heard it back and I was like, oh man, but that's on me. That's not on you. And I'm sorry. Well, I'm half sorry because honestly, if you came here looking for honey midtones and a full bodied bass, then you can put on a brandy CD because I never claimed to be an audio engineer. Never. Just like Shakira learned English quite frankly, an inferior language to Spanish, but I digress. Learned English to conquer the world. I, like Shakira, learned audio engineering to broadcast this trash from my broom closet. But I never promised you that I would do it well. So if you expected that, that's on you. But enough about insincere apologies. Let's move on to today's show. My guest today is a Jonas Charlie. What a special little number. Ajanas Charlie self-identifies as a comedian, writer, director, actor, geographer, French pastry connoisseur. These are all from the first page of his website. But there's more. Let's read aloud, shall we? Ajanas Charlie wrote, directed, and featured in the short documentary I Am Gay, <laughs> is the title, produced by the National Film Board of Canada, and played at film festivals including Inside Out, Caribbean Tales, and Real to Real International Film Festival. This is how I discovered Jonas personally. I watched I Am Gay. It is really special. It is something else. You can see straight out of the gate that a Jonas is one of a kind, and I think you can watch it from anywhere. So go to their website, Google it. NFB.ca would be my guess. As an improv performer and sketch comedian, he has performed at festivals such as Detroit Improv Festival, Big City Improv Festival, and has headlined Ottawa Improv Festival 2020 with Toronto's first queer improv troupe, Kinsey Fail. Jonas is a practice sketch comedian, having been a part of a Canadian Comedy Award winning sketch troupe, The Sketchersons, also legendary. As a recipient of the Pat and Tony Freedom Fund, Jonas co-founded Untitled Black Sketch Project, Canada's first all-black sketch troupe which was nominated for Best of the Fest at the 2021 Toronto Sketch Comedy Festival. He also writes for CBC radio show Because News, where he has also been featured as a panelist and was a contributing writer for season two of CBC podcasts, Tony Ho. God knows we love CBC. You can catch him right now as a series regular on HBO Max's Station Eleven, formerly a book, now a smash hit TV show, and featuring... One of my uh, great dreamboats, as we call them, Mackenzie Davis. Also from Halt and Catch Fire, one of the greatest TV shows of all time, Argue With Me, and uh, I'll Engage. And Clea Duval's Happiest Season, but that's enough about Mackenzie Davis. We're moving back to Janice Charlie, who, as a final point, is also a geomatics engineer. And if you know what a geomatics engineer is, please email me at youmademequeer at gmail.com because quite frankly, I have no idea. But enough chit chat, huh? Let's get to today's show. Remember, slightly subpar audio quality and that's on you. What? 
Anyway, without further ado, let's jump in. I hope you enjoy my conversation with the truly spectacular, the one, the only, Adjanis Charlie. Podcast uh, friends cannot see this, but Adjanis just took the mic off the stand like um, like a 1990s stand-up comic and just started doing floor work. Yeah, so how are we feeling tonight? Uh, where, 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 where are we coming from? Where are we coming from? Are we here at home? Yeah, we're all coming from Ajax, at home. Ajax, Oshawa, yeah. oh, we're at home. It's a pandemic. Uh, yeah. We're going to yeah. die in our homes. Yeah, but where else should we? We get to live and die in the lap of luxury with snacks and pajamas. I guess you're right. If you got to go... Maybe dying at home is the best. I don't want to die on a bus. I don't know. Or is this where we're starting? Hey, Jonas, where do you want to die? Oh, I don't. Are we in? <laughs> we're in. Where do you want to die? Are we in? <laughs> um. Oh, we're in. Okay. Uh, yeah, I yeah. want to die. You know, I want to go somewhere posh. I want it to be on a holiday. Oh, for sure. I know you didn't ask when, but you, I have to set the whole scene. No, give me anything you've got I want. I want to die. I feel like people say they want to die surrounded by friends and family. I have I, I the rumor is that when you die, it's actually very gross. Oh, I don't want to be right. seen in that state. I want to be fully clothed and pretty, right? Yeah, you're right. It's not like you want your folks gathered around you as you. Well, I'm not even going to say it, but basically, you, you release everything, right? You release. Okay. You certainly release. And if I'm releasing, I want to be in a place that's going to be prepared right. to take care of all my needs. There are paid hospitality staff yes. with mops and brooms. Yes. I'll take my leave in a very nice hotel where the people are staffed and trained to handle this kind of situation, you know? And you know what? You're probably right. It's like on cruise ships where there's for sure a space to put a body yeah. in a hotel. Yeah. Especially a fancy one. Probably like a walk-in fridge. I will. I'll go in a walk-in fridge. You'll be next to a lobster or something. That sounds delicious. <laughs> like, that is exactly how I want to get out of this world. Just surrounded by delicious seafood. That's right. Dead crustaceans. And you were going to say when. I'm not asking you to predict your own death because that's really <laughs> not what we're doing here. But you brought up when. So what did you mean by that? <laughs> Welcome everyone to You Made Me Dead. This is the show where we talk about how, where, when we die. Oh no. Um. Oh, when, 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 not... I, I want a crepuscular death. I want to die at twilight. I want beautiful... <sighs> orange purple hues in the sky when i'm going directed by ang lee give me an ang lee death give me a terrence malick give me like uh one car y like i want slow shot one take one take only yeah one long shot yeah and they're playing that uh hong kong singers cover of the cranberries yes you made the one car y reference you talking chunking express california Dreamin'? Oh, California Dreamin'? We can take that too. That's a nice death song. Yeah, I loved it. Oh, are they going to posthumously release a soundtrack? A Jonas's yeah, you know, death. I think this is a film. I think this is... <laughs> so that's me. Oh, that's great. Well, uh, well, now that we've started there, let's claw our way back up. Yes. And, and how am I going to segue this? Well, okay, here you go. Sometimes, Jonas, when you learn the truth behind the lies, it can feel like a part of you is dying. And, you know, you and I growing up in the solid days of our youth, you are still very youthful. <laughs> I'm basically a, a empty corn husk at this point <laughs> in my life. But regardless, at one point in my life, we were alive. We we're being told all sorts of lies. And then we found out that things out in the world were making us queer. Power lines 
the scent they pump into casinos, uh, the exact frequency of music they play at the dentist or doctor's office, which I think is the same as CHFI. Uh, regardless, these things were making us queer. That's why we became these big, death-obsessed queer monsters. Mm-hmm. Absolute agree. <laughs> Thank God. I'm glad we're on the same page for now. So what I've done here, Jonas, why I've summoned you here f- from coffin shopping is to give you the chance once and for all to point the finger of blame at Jonas Charlie, who and or what made you queer. There are a few characters oh. that I will place responsibility onto. Let's call it the trifecta <gasps> of my mother, Steve Jobs. <laughs> And Janet Jackson. <laughs> These are the characters that came into play, into developing my gay fable, my Gable. Yes, Gable. And they they truly set me on the path to to gaydom, to 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 the queer fantasy that I'm currently living. Um, all this to say, I was made gay. Okay. It was an active process that was done unto me. Like on the factory floor. On the factory floor, <laughs> my settings were adjusted. I was a young child kid thing growing up. Phone, like cellular technology was starting to come up, but we weren't right at the bracket where we were doing phones yet, but we were. It, they were like the like Nokia the phones with snake on them? or They were like Nokia. Like the very first cell phones with like screens on them, this was just starting to happen. This okay. was just starting to pop off. Um, but we were like a generation back. And this is when I was first exposed to the iPod Classic. Oh, well pronounced. Exact, exactement. <laughs> the iPod Classic. My mother... Well, first I should say I was a very active child. I was a mess. I was doing too much. I was saying the words. It was, it was, I needed uh, somewhere to focus my energy, something to do. <laughs> I always loved music. My mom gave me the very kind, very generous gift of the iPod Classic. But what she may have not realized or have forgotten about is that this iPod came loaded <gasps> exclusively with Janet Jackson's entire discography. Okay, so pause. Where, and you might be getting there, but yes. where, who previously owned this iPod Classic that it was preloaded? I believe it was my grandmother's iPod Classic. Get it, girl. Yes, on the cutting edge. So she was a bit of a, she threw down. Mm-hmm. She threw down. And like, she's like, she, what, late 50s, early 60s, even Janet is like new for her. <laughs> But somehow she learned, okay, I need the iPod. Okay, I, I'm going to find out how to download all of Janet Jackson's music. Okay, I'm going to put it all on this iPod. She went to college to make this happen for herself. Yes, because she had that Discman. And when she was dancing too hard, the CD would skip. So she's like, yes. I need these MP3s of Janet mm-hmm. because technology's cramping my personal dance style. Exactly. I see. And she went right to the cutting edge. Okay. Uh, the, the iPod was given to my mom, who for some reason just had no use to it. I think my mom was a bit more old school, like CDs, cassettes, still where she was kind of living. Okay. So the iPod was bestowed onto me, someone who needed something to just fixate on, to stop <laughs> running around on the various dirt mounds of Ajax, Ontario, where we were at the time. <laughs> Slammed Ajax. Go sneaking into open houses. Yes. Ajax, you need to, you need a mall. You really do. Get them all. Curate those dirt mounds. Yes. Collect them together. Yeah, build something. Build something. Why Ajax. is there so much 
dirt. Oh my a- god. Ajax, I mean this is this is a local reference if you're listening outside of the GTA, but Ajax is like Oshawa adjacent. Is that right? Pickering adjacent? Yes, Pickering Ajax would be Oshawa and then no one speaks of the rest. That's right. <laughs> and then the world just kind of drops off. Yeah, it's it is an abyss and then Kingston all of a sudden. Oh yeah, Kingston's cute. Kingston's cute. So you're Ajax, there was no mall. Your mom didn't want it because she's analog. Mm-hmm. So you get this iPod Classic and it's full of which Janet albums? We're talking the entire, not the entire run, actually. The the, the albums that truly matter. <laughs> the, adam, the albums that are spoken about. Sorry, Janet, you're not. She's had some misses. She's had some misses. A couple. A couple. <laughs> so we're, I think the her first album, which I believe is the self-titled or Dream Street is one of those two. Those two, I believe, are excluded, not in the conversation. We're starting at Control. As we should. We're starting at Control. Book one of yes. our Bible. Yes, book one. This is the genesis. <laughs> the, right. Of your queerdom. It's the Janet Jackson genesis. Yeah. Uh, of my, and the genesis of my queerdom. The Ajonesis Bible. The Ajonesis. I love that. The <laughs> Ajonesis. Okay, take me to Ajonesis. So I received this. I, I plug in some headphones. I'm listening at first, I, I'm very much questioning if this music is correct for a child my age. Oh, yeah, because was it? It's pretty sexy. Control's pretty sexy, right? Control's a little sexy. It's more dancey than sexy. But then we move into um, Rhythm Nation, which is maybe maybe her least sexy album. It's not like a sexy. It's like some flirty moments, but it's very like message. Yeah, we're not like all for you yet. Not all for you yet. This, that was all for Janet. That was all for boobs. That was all for boobs. Oh, Lest we forget, all for you, Velvet Rope comes through, and this is just queer manifest. Like, that is just gay dogma, the queer de- agenda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Swallowed it whole. It changed who I was. Like, they're, they're, it's so explicitly gay, too. Like, t- together again, outright gay. Oh, man. Isn't that funny? Because that's, I mean, we've got a great video, but that's one of those early songs like the music video and the song that spoke to me in a way where no one else in my family really understood what a jam it was but something in me was like i'm too shy to do anything and i want to dance i want to publicly dance to this song yes it's such a banger yes yes it is truly such a banger and it fully is one of the songs that brings it's like i don't know if there's some sort of science or chemistry behind it that it makes it activates the dance gene in every game it's true it's something about it and this is interesting too because with an ipod of course the only way because the songs were already on the ipod you probably couldn't even get them on a computer so the only way you could listen to that music was in headphones Mm -hmm. so it was a completely private experience that you were having yes my brain was washed in (laughs) the most beautiful and 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 wonderfully gay way and i i thank my mom for giving me that experience and actively making me gay she did it she has to take responsibility whether she likes it or not she did it it's her fault i mean i hope she does i've seen a bit of how she takes responsibility in your nfb doc but maybe we'll get there later yes so you after you listen to this music did you already know who Janet was or did you now have to go find out who she was or did you care? I had to learn. I had to educate myself. Um, when I would go to the library, just look up YouTube clips, see what's happening. <laughs> Where are you, Janet? Mm. Um, I experienced the, the nip slip for the first time in my life because that was a few years before um, this event and I had to learn how the mighty had fallen. That was like what, like 2004? That was about 2004. 
Okay. Yeah, and I was coming into this maybe around 2007, 2006, a couple of years after. And I, I, I remember like flashes of that event happening on TV at the time, but not really comprehending like what, who, I don't, football, I don't know what's happening. But now, oh, <laughs> yeah. I get this. I understand this. Um, and I had to process that. Yeah, when you mean when she got like fully thrown under the bus for yes. showing what, a, not even a nipple, right? It was just like a nipple uh, accoutrement. That's just accoutrement. It's just an accessory and wasn't her fault, you know? She wasn't the one doing the the incorrect procedure, Mr. Timberlake. But I digress. That was all very important education for me. Mm-hmm. It solidified my homosexuality. And then I moved on to receive another musical, digital music playing apparatus. And I made, it's funny, this one was also very gay, but in a different way. Okay. I got another Walkman from my mom, but the only thing on it was, okay, so this is like the, the MP3 playing Walkman. Okay. With the tiniest little screen. It's like, uh, what, it's like the size of two toonies side by side but squares is that a terrible analogy <laughs> two two toonies which is canadian currency shaped like a circle side by side shaped like a square <laughs> um what <laughs> objects are squares i'm looking around like um like a, a slice of cheese um no that's a well it depends on the cheese how which kind of cheese are we talking I, like a craft single oh n- let's say a quarter of a craft single. <laughs> okay, so it's a little square. Are, is this an iPad Nano? Are we just this trying is, not to say it's nano? It's nano sized. Like the okay. screen itself was nano sized, and it had like physical buttons on the bottom. This like MP3 player. Love it. Okay. The tiniest little screen. The only thing on this MP3 player was Carrie Hilson's "Pretty Girl Rock," and that was my second gay indoctrination. Okay, I feel like I kind of know what's up, and I have no idea who Carrie Hilson is. Oh, this is, well, there's an education for you, my Yeah, friend. make me gay, Ajanis, bring it. Uh, her name is Carrie. She's so very fly, oh my, it's a little bit scary. Boys want to marry, looking at her dairy. Air, you can stare, but if you touch it, she gonna bury. Pretty as a pitcher, sweet as a swisher. Mad, because the other girls think that she's cuter than the, no, no, I'm, I messed up the uh, the grammar on that sentence, but she's cute. That's the, that's. That sentence. I'm on board. Apologize for nothing. Keep I apologize going. for nothing. She don't got to say it because she know that she pretty. Mm. And if you know it too, then ladies sing it with me. Me being her, Carrie Wilson. She's a pretty girl. Was that Emily Dickinson? That's Those are the lyrics of Pretty Girl Rock. I did not look that up. I remember. Oh, it. that's Carrie Hilson. That's Carrie Hilson. Okay, I'm so sorry. I was, I, <laughs> I think it was poetry. It, 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 it was certainly poetry. It, it could have been ghostwritten by Emily Dickinson. I could hear the dashes. Who's to say... Okay, so Janet, Janet is Janet. Janet is her own genre. But this is sort of yes. like cute early 2000s, like R&B with a rap break. Are we talking? Yes. Okay. No rap break. This is, she was so on the theme of Pretty Girls Rock that only Pretty Girls were allowed on the song. And she's the <laughs> really only Pretty Girl. So no rap break. But it has this amazing music video where she uh, dresses up in the style of various Pretty Girls who rock throughout the ages so she's dressing oh. up like billy holiday oh. and tina in the 20s t- tina turner in the 70s and she goes through every decade and she picks a pretty girl and it's whew, i i it's just playing in my mind and it, it gayed me it really did okay so that yeah i can see the way you're getting you just broke out in a cold sweat and your eyes are kind of welling up i am unwell 
I think this might be when I die. I didn't know. <laughs> Please don't go yet. We're only 20 minutes no, in. No, you're right. So you're right. Uh, also, too, because this one's interesting where, I mean, Janet Janet was also such a visual artist in that I think her looks are such a part of her and so iconic. And it sounds like this video was pretty costume-based, like very mm. theatrical. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So was that like ringing your bell too? Were you like, I want to dress up like pretty girls from the 20th century? Yes. It, I think... Oh, yeah, it is. I didn't even make that connection. Yeah, both Janet and both Carrie really did the most in those videos and in those songs. And I think that not only defined who I want to be as a public persona thing, but also Mm -hmm. like as a performer and with the stage work I do. That I love maximalist affairs and... More is more. More is more. (laughs) Um, I wish I could dance as well as either of them but i still oh, she try carries a dancer too hey not really okay well she's a mover i don't i, I didn't want to say she she can move just fine I, i'm trying to be nice to carrie okay you wanted to be able to get up and do that yes yes how old were you um, when carrie was in your periphery how old that's a very good question maybe not older than 13 i think like 11 12. Okay, so you were still pretty still much early. on the cusp of of waking up kind of like, you know. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it was like intermittent naps that I wake <laughs> up from, see the light, but then I still I go back to sleep. Uh so this stuff too, like did your family know you as Janet and Carrie fans? Was this something you kept kind of secret? What was that response like? I think I I'm such an internal music listener that all of the activity actually happens in my brain. So I'd be sitting at a dinner, maybe with my mom, and she, she could be talking about, oh, when are you going to get a <laughs> girlfriend at school or anything? And I'm Uh-oh. just sitting here bobbing my head with my headphones in listening to <laughs> Free Zone. Right, going over the choreography like, for the... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. How do I point? Where's my Paula Abdul? How do I point my toes like that? <laughs> oh my God. I need to know. So they did not really catch on to any of the inner machinations that were happening. Though I personally always felt it was obvious how I was expressing myself mm. because I don't think I, I think um, I dress a little maybe cool. Like I'm not, not really like a glittery type of dresser, which I think you weren't yeah. wearing like a neon crop top is what you're saying. No, I, it, it, was, it would be still some years before I, I ever see one in person even, um, <laughs> which is a shame. I should have been wearing one from day one. I would have liked that. I know. Think of the lost years we weren't wearing neon crop tops. We all have so many lost years. Just wearing Dockers and Randy River sweaters. Oh, God. That's me. I'm projecting. I wore a lot of Randy <laughs> River sweaters. <laughs> And quite frankly, everyone deserved more than Randy River. Every, yes, yes, we, we all did. We all did. Stitches, come on. Yes, it, it's exactly the same look. It's a sweater that is made out of some sort of acrylic material. Mm-hmm. And as far as like a style has w- one stripe, occasionally two stripes, and that's it. It's church picnic wear. <laughs> church picnic? Oh, God. It's the vibe. That, that is I know, weird. it's dark. Is it's it. I didn't know we would go there. I thought we started dark. I know we've been. I swore I'd never say those words again. You made me queer. queer. We'll be right back. And now back to more. You made me queer. So you, okay, so what you're saying is like you kind of, your family A wasn't looking for those sorts of cues and B, 
you didn't feel like you were really living in a way that challenged their idea of girlfriend seeking a Giannis. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And I thought that it was just, I was curving those questions because I knew the answer, but I didn't really think I was leading anyone on by, by, by being so dodgy when it comes to those conversations. You know, I didn't think, when I talked to my mom about my homosexuality, one of the things that she mentions is that you never told me about when you were having these thoughts or these feelings. And she kind of lodges that as a complaint that she would want the openness. But to me, it was like, it wasn't that I was trying to be cagey about my sexuality. It's just you always signaled to me that you had a distaste for this kind of thing at the time in those early Mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of left it blank. Like, I'm not going to shout my innermost truth from the rooftops, but I'm not hiding it either. I'm just living. And if you were paying attention in a truthful way, in a way that's coming to terms with who I really am, then you would have seen that. Yeah, I really like that because it's, I mean, now that we have a better discussion about things like heteronormativity or certain, you know, like um, a lot of the quote unquote defaults we have for like cis, white, hetero folks to move through the world. And so, wow, there's a lot of sirens happening. Um, <laughs> and so sometimes when people are like, I had no idea that XYZ person wouldn't feel accommodated here. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I get that because the world is built in a very specific way. But also to challenge you, not you, but, you know, the person in the periphery, like Mm -hmm. if you challenge those defaults, if you challenge that normativity, you will be surprised by the things you see around you and the hip hop choreography at the dinner table. That was right under your nose. It was right there. It was right under the table. You should have seen the way my feet. Yeah, that's right. It was all underneath that, the plastic vinyl tablecloth. Yeah. Okay, so we had, we had Carrie, what's her name, Hilson? Hilson. Hilson. And then where do we go from Carrie Hilson? I kind of spun out <laughs> in a weird, <laughs> I definitely went bulk of like, this is my teen years, definitely like an alt-gay kind of thing. Ooh. Like, I started listening to the music I personally truly wanted to listen, listen to um, around the age of like 15, 16, and... I think the artists I were listening to were still very queer, but like definitely in that if Earth is the main gay planet, we're in the solar system, but we're kind of over on like Saturn, you know? Okay. So what kind of music's on Saturn? Who are you talking about? I'm listening to Bjork. Oh, yeah. I got so into Bjork, you know? Yeah. Singing about the tectonic plates and somehow making it gay, like... Bjork, <laughs> we stand. Yeah, I mean, there are so many flavors. Bjork's an interesting one, too, because there are so many flavors of Bjork where it really depends on what kind of Bjork you're speaking about. Because, of course, we mm-hmm. have Post and Hyper Ballad and Oh So Quiet, yes. a super, like, neon candy-flavored Bjork. Yeah. Or we have, you know, straight up, like you said, like, my vulva is a pan flute. Yes. And... I, I'm playing break beats. I don't know how that works, actually. That's <laughs> the extent of my anatomy uh, yeah. understanding. And then she's got music videos where, like, her partner is a cat. Th- that video, uh, Triumph of My Heart. She goes, like, she has to go wild and, like, goes up partying and then, and then like, trottles home all bruised up and her cat partner slows down on the side of the road in the car. And then they have that dance sequence at the end. And they have the greatest dance sequence since Janet. It's, it was, it's pretty strong. It's strong. 
Um, another big influence. Yeah. So sorry, I interrupted you. So which Bjork <laughs> was like the the one that caught you? Um, it was definitely later era Bjork that made me be like, oh, you're doing something so weird, so different, but still so compelling and and thoughtful. Mm. And I think that's the kind of thing that I really like out of music, out of culture, out of anything really. And I went back and wholly appreciated her entire discography from Post and like Hyper Ballad, uh, especially Homogenic, which I think is mm. the greatest album of all time. <laughs> but to just be have such a strong artistic intention throughout your entire life and every part of her art, like the, the clothing, the costume, the the music videos, the the graphic design, like mm-hmm. the educational apps that she made to go along with her albums. Yes. It's so it's so wide reaching and I I loved that part of it. And for her to also have always been a homo friendly, queer forward artiste was like, oh, you're making a space for people like me to express themselves or whatever weird wacky ways that they want to. Uh, I'm on your team, you know? I think that's so good in so many ways. Because when I think about, like, I identify with the word queer. I love that word because, A, you know, sort of I get to define it as I want and anyone does. But also I like that because when I think about the best parts of queerness, it is not just tied to sexuality. It's, you know, certainly tied to art or punk or just working outside of these established norms, these these expectations that people have of who you are and what you can do. And like, who better to queer music or queer art or queer anything than Bjork? She's like the queerest mm-hmm. you can get. Yeah, I truly believe that. I don't even know what her sexuality is. <laughs> <laughs> she could be like strict, monogamous, hetero only, boys, boys, boys. I'll be like, Yes, gay icon. Yes, gay icon. You're queerer than anyone. You made me gay. I know. You know what? Her orientation, she's, it's cat people. Yeah. It's palm-sized cat people. She's perfect. Yeah, that's on the spectrum. Yeah. That's, oh yeah. That's one of the letters, right? That's one of the letters. That's like the Northwest Conference. That's the K. That's right. (laughs) She was up there. I got it to Fiona Apple at the same time. Oh yeah. Come on. Lifelong stand from second one. Yeah, and also like women, it sounds like you're talking about two women identifying folks who are straight out of fucks to give. Yes. And are like, hey, here's what I do. And if you don't get it or like it, you can just keep on walking. Mm -hmm. And having to, maintaining that kind of persona while having the level of scrutiny that they've had throughout their whole lives, throughout their whole careers, that is a queer narrative. And that is so directly inspiring for little Gay Jay, little Gay Jonas growing up, <laughs> trying to figure themselves out. Yeah. So, like, those were huge icons. And then FKA Twigs came out, and I was like, okay, we're done. Yeah. Music is done. I have all I need. Oh, yeah. she Because she's from the same, like, uh, uh, what's the word I want to use? Not school. Something better. I don't want to say factory. Like, freaky, abandoned factory that someone yeah. haunted and conjured new products out of. People who just like are operating on their own frequency. Yes. Yes. And like you, here's another theme with you too. It sounds like 
artists who are compelled to create art, but it like it can't be contained in a medium. That's right. Yeah. Because they're not just musicians; they're performers and they're visual artists, and you know a lot of the things that I see in your work too. Yeah, the, a very holistic approach yes. to whatever project they take on, and I live and die by that stuff. I find it so fascinating, and it helped guide me as a as a person growing up. Plus, she got to make out with Robert Pattinson. Yes. And I don't think we reveled in that moment long enough because that that's that's culture. I th- I mean, listen, I think so. I have not, full disclosure, not read a Twilight book, not seen a Twilight movie. Mm. And I'm quite frankly, I'm OK with that. Yep. Robert Pattinson is someone who like could have been the guy from Twilight and instead is so much more. Have you seen The Lighthouse, Adjanis? I love The Lighthouse. I saw it on Christmas eve 2019 blind <laughs> oh really what a dark christmas eve movie with william defoe and robert pattinson with william defoe robert oh, pattinson i don't know why that was the- <laughs> nothing that's right hark ye herald angels sing fucking two men going nuts on a lighthouse island and you know what that's part of my queer journey it, it's a gay story <laughs> let's be it's quite such frank. a queer movie it's so queer I ship Defoe and Penson hardcore, mm-hmm. and that was an interesting moment. Wait, what do you say? You ship them? I ship them, as in kind of like the verb form of relationship. To oh. ship means to take two characters and put them into a non-canonical relationship. I love it. Like Kind of like fanfic. Very fanfic, very slash, okay. very, yes. Yeah. Um, Bezos XX Zuckerberg, you know classic shit wait are you saying someone's written gay fan fiction about bezos and zuckerberg not only yes i think if you can conjure up two people that have ever existed there's a good chance there's fanfic about it and if not i will write it to make it so there's such a market for that uh and i will say i'm super open and fluid to new folks and ideas but what am I trying to say? I, do, I don't want to be part of Zuckerberg and Bezos <laughs> doing anything. Anything. No, yeah, that's like an FGC, FTC violation. Oh that's like an antitrust case waiting to happen. But you know what? Love is love. You know what? Love is love except for that. Except for them. That's the one relationship except where that. like, no, <laughs> shut it down. Yeah. Okay, so I cut you off. So we, so Pattinson, yes. Willem Dafoe, yes. Take me to the lighthouse. Let me be your merman. Yes, let me be. But back to FKA Twigs. Yes, uh, beautiful artistry. And I think that the journey through those artists, um, Lighthouse included, helped me find the confidence to just be the embodiment of queerness that I want to be, perform it in the way that I want to perform. Mm-hmm. Um, quite literally. Quite literally. It became very literal when I started to do improv comedy in toronto which started a bit after that opening phase of queerness Mm -hmm. and i think it was really through improv that i got to entrench myself into an irl real life 3d queer community that is not forum based at all and i got to join kinsey fail i think toronto's first queer improv troupe okay i think it's the first and exploring what my identity was through the act of performance on my own terms helped me realize what it is when I'm not performing in greater clarity than ever. So I really do have to thank those artists for guiding me through queerness and its intersection with art, mm-hmm. and letting that be the place where I find out 
who I am, period. Yeah, and I think that's really interesting because I talk to a lot of, I guess, artists in a lot of ways, like comedians or actors or musicians or whatever. And because you're sort of evolving and developing your queer self at the same time as you're evolving and developing sort of the canon of your work, and for a lot of us who are compelled to create all the time, the two become kind of interchangeable. Because mm-hmm. it's really interesting to hear you talk about your queer evolution and your queer work evolution, your art evolution. And it sounds like they just kept muddying together. Yeah, yeah. They're very much entwined. And I think it's it's so interesting. When I eventually did officially come out to my mom in about 2019, I'd already been performing for a couple, 2018, mm-hmm. I'd been performing for a couple years and I took like the rudiments of improv very seriously, took all those classes. Mm-hmm. And I was able to navigate that initial conversation with greater ease because of this training as a queer artist first. Cool. And navigating that conversation and making sure to inject humor to add some levity to this year's conversation. Well, you you made a movie out of it too. Yes. So like talk about <laughs> art imitating life, imitating art, like you completely smashed the two together because yeah. am, am I incorrect that you came out to your family on camera? Yes, though with some <laughs> caveats. So okay, my siblings are completely fresh uh, experiences. When I made the documentary short, I Am Gay for the National Film Board of Canada, I pitched to them, I'm going to come out to every individual member of my family one by one on camera and see what happens in in mid-2020. Uh, those sibling reactions, very, very fresh. It was very fun to see. The kind of, I don't go over the, the way I had to angle it too heavily in the film. So it kind of reads as just a fresh conversation Mm -hmm. but what had happened was i had spoken and done like the real coming out to my mom two years prior okay in a very relatively heavy conversation um and in the film i'm kind of revisiting it and coming out again to see how she's changed from that moment myself that's right yeah but it all still plays very fresh so either way that it's interpreted it's a nonfiction work, quote unquote, but I let the drama live. Yes, everything's produced, folks. You know this. <laughs> but, I mean, also because I remember you saying, and it's been now over a year since I've I've seen the doc, but that, that was my first exposure to you and it was so impactful. Yeah. But it was the kind of thing where sometimes you come out to a family member or someone and even though the knowledge is there, it's not ever brought up again, almost in a way where it's like, you have to come out again. Yeah. Just to sort of affirm like this is being treated as invisible or whatever. So yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. And it's completely understandable. You know, I had to have my own multiple awakenings through landmark queer goddesses (laughs) to understand my own idea of what queerness is for me. And that took me years to, to, to fully come to terms with. I'm still learning and growing every day. Sure. And accepting it in a new way. So for my mom, who came from a completely different cultural background, who had had to live in completely different circumstances and worldviews regarding queer people, for her to have her own journey, I think that is interesting to me mm-hmm. to capture on film. is also something that I thought had to be taken care of. Yeah. 
making sure she's taken care of as an emotional person. And I'm glad that I was able to do some groundwork a couple years before to then feel comfortable about revisiting this in a more public space because I think that groundwork was necessary to have an interesting conversation, but also feel safe about it. Yeah, hundred percent. Cause I really, I mean, it's quite a charged dynamic to do that on camera, even if you've done it before in some context. Yeah. And I do hold it. I mean, that takes guts for your mom to come sit in that chair and stare down the camera, uh, really not knowing a what's going to happen and B how it's going to be presented later. Who's going to see it. Um, people who are not performers who mm -hmm. don't like to be seen or heard or listened to or whatever, you know, of course we can feed off it sometimes, but yeah, that's, that's powerful. Mm -hmm. it, it really was. It still impacts me. And I'm glad that, I mean, I think they're all more charismatic and better performers than I am. But they, <laughs> yeah, they showed you up. God damn it. They really did. The amount of people who talk about majesty, my sister and how they want to burn TV. She She's a fully formed character. Like, <laughs> I, I wish I had that charisma. Um, <laughs> Please, come on. I have a little bit. I will have a touch. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm very proud of my mom for speaking how she really felt about, about homosexuality, my homosexuality, but also not getting mired in those feelings and yeah, yeah. like being able to share in a joke and expressing her love for me at the end like that it was all sincere but mm -hmm. but loving and I think um yeah we didn't get lost in the hardship of it all it was really just about reconnecting totally reconnecting and retribution because if we go back to the beginning she's the one who gave you that iPod classic full of Janet she did. so who's to blame here hmm Ms. Charlie I bring that up all the time I'm like exactly Sorry, you did it. You did it. So you told me there was a trifecta of blame. We hit Janet, we hit your ma, and who was the third? Oh, it was Steve Jobs for inventing the iPod <laughs> in the first place. It was like, how does that factor in? Right. Steve Jobs invented, with the help of a few other people, the iPod. With a, a you know, couple. <laughs> um, one, one or two. I, wow. One or two. So it's all centered around that moment. And I also want to, I think you're being generous here, but I also want to blame your grandma because she was the curator if if not for her musical tastes who knows what could happen there could have been raffi there could have been like <laughs> oh, Anne God. murray on that ipod who knows imagine the person i'd be if raffi was the <laughs> sole musical artist oh uh, uh, there could have been a book on tape <laughs> <laughs> i could i'd probably be a ch child educator you know what and who that's knows? not a bad life what a missed opportunity. Well, it's, this is better than nothing, I guess. Yeah. So, Jonas, I want to keep talking <laughs> to you because I can tell you have a million stories that uh, are all audio and camera ready. <laughs> but before I let you go, would you like to play a quick game? I would love a game. I love games. Okay, yeah. great. This game is called Queer, Queerer, Queerest. Queerer. The rules are very simple. I'm going to give you three things. You are going to put them in order from least queer to most queer and tell me why. Okay. Any questions? I see. Least queer to most queer. I'm ready. I can do this. I'm ready. Okay. Thing number one, which is kind of two things. Famous constellation duo, the Big Dipper and the Little Dipper. Hot. Yes. Yeah. Tell me about it. Thing number two, the Kijiji 
for folks who don't know, Kijiji is an online uh, buy and sell classified site. I'm not sponsored by them. I just, uh, I'm a big fan. <laughs> Kijiji sales section, rugs, carpets, and runners. Whoa. Yeah. So they have a sales section called rugs, carpets, and runners. That's thing number two. Wow. Thing number three, final thing, word searches. Oh. So to recap, famous constellation duo with the Big Dipper and the Little Dipper, Kijiji sales section, rugs, carpets, and runners, and word searches, least queer to most queer and why. Wow. Instantly, word searches have to go on the bottom. (laughs) We're queer. We already found the letters that we need. LGBTQ2IA. We don't need to search. That's right. We got them. The plus. We got the plus. It says everything. We got the plus. We we could really just be plus. We don't need to search for anything more. (laughs) Um, They're also in like newspapers and I'm gay. I don't need to read. It's it's not it's not my century. A slam to literacy. Okay. Yeah, no, we don't do that. At least I don't do that. <laughs> Am I in trouble? Um, you heard it here. Queer people don't read and can't read. We don't read. read. Okay. Let's give me anything in a voice memo, please. Oh I gosh. need the nuance of, of both, the, the theatrics of the human spirit. You're audio-based. Um, I get it. iPod Classic, Walkman. Okay. Yes, yes. My entire story. Uh, queer, definitely... The Kijiji section, rugs, carpets, and runners. All I can imagine is shag and shag in the 21st century. Homosexual. Totally. It's definitely a, a gay item. Mm-hmm. Um, runners is kind of where I pull back. Okay. It sounds sporty. It's, it's sporty. A runner's just like one of those carpets that goes down the hallway. Oh, is that what a runner is? I thought we went from, from rugs to shoes in one <laughs> They're like rugs. Carpets and uh, sports equipment. Oh, okay. So then, yeah, that that gated up a little bit, but I still think it's like the middle tier. Uh, interior design puts it a step above word search for sure. Okay, I gotcha. Um, but number one for sure, the big and little dipper. That's the queerest narrative. That's like a primordial queer narrative right there. Okay, in what way is it a queer narrative? Because they're spooning, like, <laughs> a big... Hetero folks don't spoon. You don't... No, no. Y- y'all can fork, you can knife, but spooning <laughs> is really... That's us. We're, we're concave yeah, by we nature. We're very... Truly, Convex. our bodies are meant for it. Bodies are meant for it. And also, is there, like, a sort of... I mean, these are all outdated terms, but, like, a top-bottom dichotomy happening? There definitely is. There's a tall and a small, and so many gay relationships have a tall and a small. Bert and Ernie. Bert and Ernie. Okay. Uh, <laughs> others. Others. <laughs> <laughs> like yep. a tall. I love a tall and a small. Love it. That'd be a great Kijiji section too. Talls and smalls. A tall and a small. Yeah. I would be shopping there quite frequently. If that were true. <laughs> Bing. And also, we have a. What other kind of exhibitionist relationship is going to broadcast themselves in the sc- night <laughs> sky true. every night? Like that feels like gay open window energy. You're right. Me. Like keep your Instagram thirst trap. This is like branded in the sky for yes. eternity. Put your eyes on us. We are doing the work. Oh my God, you're right. They're like, sorry, we thought we closed the curtains. Whoops. Whoops. Yes. Sorry about it. I'm not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. So you're, you're, my gut is you're right, but because we are running an institution, I'm going to check my academic rubric <gasps> just to see how your grades line up. Oh. Check, check, check. Ajonis, congratulations. You got 100%. Wow. You are, in fact, a queer person. <gasps> Yes, finally, legal distinction. I've been waiting for this moment so long. I've put in my application so many times. Yeah, I'm going to send you a little um, 
one of those embroidered badges you could put on, you know, a fanny pack or whatever you've got. Oh, I'm going to put, uh, I'll put it on the crop top that I do have now. Yes, it does get better. It, it really does. There's always hope. I wish I was wearing one. Instead, my color blocking, it's hard to see I'm behind my microphone. It's sort of from the Winnie the Pooh aesthetic. I feel, and you know what? That's public domain now, so you can. Oh, you're right. You can, and you're allowed. Winnie the Pooh, also so queer. Every part of that name is queer right. as hell. You're right. The? The? Please, get out of here with these definite <laughs> articles. So, Jonas, I want to thank you for coming on here uh, because I was pretty queer when this conversation started, and you, Jonas Charlie, have made me queerer than ever. I'm honored to give you your legal distinction. We're both queer AF. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I want my badge. Yes, it's in the mail already. Anything you want to plug before we say goodbye? I would like to plug the documentary short, I Am Gay, on the NFB website and also on their YouTube channel. Uh, check it out. It's a fun little 10-minute piece. Get to know my family. Um, I would also love to plug... Me, I'm on Instagram at Jonas Charlie. Hi. Hey. I'd lastly like to plug. I don't know. I was in a show called Station Eleven. Yeah, little show. A little show. Dang. It's on Crave. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. It's about a pandemic. You're, you're. I gotta warn you. Yeah, it's good. If you're not saturated with that, project yourself into a <laughs> fantasy where it gets worse. Yep. Yep. But, also, uh, with one of my personal favorites, Mackenzie Davis yes. from Halt and Catch Fire fame, talking about like Steve Jobs adjacent narratives. Wow, I'm well, adding her to the Trinity. I'm, I know, add her in. What's the Trinity version of a square? I'm fat with shapes. I think that's I, a that's a what a quad a quad quadrinity. <laughs> quadrinity. Jonas Charlie presents quadrinity. So thank <laughs> you so much for coming on the show, with Jonas. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Queer, queer, queer. And that is our first show of 2022. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, we want to hear from you. Please email me at youmademequeer at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. You can also now rate you can also now rate podcasts on Spotify, which you could not do before. So that's one more uh, nagging task for you. If you indeed want to show your love to You Made Me Queer, and why would you not? And that's it, pumpkins. Cue credits. You Made Me Queer is created, produced, and edited by me, Trevor Campbell. Our theme song is by Critty. For more for music, check out lavenderbruisers.bandcamp.com. Our website is youmademequeer.com, not org. Our Instagram and Twitter handles are at youmademequeer. New episodes of You Made Me Queer come out every other Thursday. And from the bottom of my big, bent heart... Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, remember, we're here, we're queer, and it's your fault.